Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Matinee Matinee. Today we'll be reviewing Once Upon a Time in the West. <laughs> yes, we will. I think the subtitle for this film should be Once Upon a Time in the West, in aka Italy. dramatic long or dramatic stare shots. Does that make sense? Not stares, like oh my god, I'm not being clear. Stare like the character is staring somewhere and it's just like 10 seconds of the character staring somewhere and then it cuts to 10 seconds of another character staring somewhere and all we see is people staring and pretty much 90% of the film is people staring. <sighs> so something really funny, actually, now that you mentioned that, is I was, I was looking at some of the production details behind this film and um, this, so this is a spaghetti western with uh, Sergio Leone and um, yeah, he's famous for a lot of Clint Eastwood films, like uh, the Fistful trilogy and the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Those might be in the, the same thing. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, he's he's famous for like you know these these west these spaghetti westerns. And when he was making this movie, um, he had to try really really hard to make sure that his film wasn't too long because he had gotten a lot of complaints about his movies being too long. No. Yeah. <laughs> this was not too long. I'm not saying this wasn't too long. I'm just but saying that... this was that him trying to be this short. This was him trying to trim it down. Oh, God. I can't. I have to say, it sounds like I don't like this film, which is not entirely true. I think it's really, like... The, the shots are beautiful, but, like, it's just too long. <laughs> I, I think it would have been more enjoyable to watch in, like, a movie theater. If it was, like, an event. Yeah. Probably. And I think maybe, too, just my, you know, millennial mindset of, you know, now, now, people now. see places to go, yeah, that I just can't sit around for three hours watching people just looking at each other, you know? I guess this is an important matinee, matinee question. Um, how do you watch the movies that we watch? Like, do you watch I them watch on your computer? Do you watch them on I the watch TV? them on my computer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I watch them on a TV, but um, the TV in my apartment is not—it's not huge. Yeah. It's... Oh, actually, this one I watched half on my phone too, which is probably like <laughs> totally sacrilege. Like Quentin Tarantino, if he heard this, he'd be like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, I guess we're <laughs> burning bridges. If Quentin Tarantino got into sixteen <laughs> episodes, I guess this is, I think this is our seventeenth episode. If Quentin Tarantino got seventeen episodes deep into our podcast, yeah. You know, <laughs> I would be quite proud, but Arissa would not be able to get a job from him, I guess. That's fine. I don't really care. Yeah, I mean, like, I think this would, this would be, yeah, this would be more enjoyable, I think, if it was, like, an event. True. Um, True. But, yeah, like, like a three-hour movie is, that's that's a big investment. Yeah. And I think when you see what's what the setup is and you know what's going to happen pretty much like, you know, there's going to be a showdown between harmonica and what's his name? Henry Frank. Do you want to, do you want to give a, a, a brief synopsis of, of this you're, be, you're better at the synopsis. Let's you do the synopsis there. Uh, there's a couple conflicts going on, but the big one is they're building this railroad. Um, and there's this guy, his name is McBain, and, um, you know, he he realized that the railroad would have to go through this land because the railroad needs water. 
So he buys this property, and in the beginning of the movie, he's killed by this um, outlaw guy. Um, but right before he and his entire family is killed, he married um, a prostitute from New Orleans. And so she comes to town, and people are scrambling to, like, you know, get the land from her. There is a couple of outlaws. There's also this mysterious, very skilled um, gunfighter who doesn't really speak very much, but he just plays a harmonica. So that's why we call him harmonica. Mm-hmm. But in the end, there is a showdown between harmonica and one of, and one of the, the main outlaws. It's a long movie. Can I, um, it's a long movie. Can I just read for you the, uh, the tagline that's on one of these posters, the U.S. film poster? Yeah, sure. There were three men in her life, one to take her, one to love her, and one to kill her. I feel like, wow, really? (laughs) There was one... Okay, so there's not a lot of dialogue in this film, because as previously mentioned, most of it is just people staring at each other and, like, stare-downs. But some of the dialogue is really, like, witty and snappy. Like, Harmonica, um, early on, he's, like, talking to another uh, shifty guy, and he's like... I saw guys with these same jackets on earlier today. Or no, I saw these same jackets earlier today and there were three guys in them and there were three bullets in each guy. And I just thought that line was really funny because like, you watch the film, but it's better delivered by Charles Bronson than by me. But it works. Yeah. Yeah. I I think, um, one of the things I found was, this is, so, I think I said this earlier, I've never, this is my first Spaghetti Western that I've seen, and, um, tonally it's very different from, like, you know, earlier Westerns. I've seen a number of John Wayne films, um, and this is much, I would say, darker, um, yeah. more sparse. I think, sort of, like, it's interesting to me having, you know, most of my, the Westerns I've seen being John Wayne films or, you know, those very early films like, you know, Stagecoach or something, mm-hmm. um, which are much more optimistic um, and, you know, outlaws can be good people and, like, you know, they're, 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 where the law fits into everything is, is a bit ambiguous, but still, like, the morality is, is fairly clear-cut. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you sort of think about modern perceptions of what Westerns are, um, especially in, like, you know, when when TV shows try to take on the tropes of a Western, like, for example, the Western episode of Community, which I guess is named after a spaghetti Western, so it's much more <laughs> of a spaghetti Western. But, like, you know, when, when, you, when you sort of see what modern perception of Westerns are exemplified through, like, you know, TV tropes, they're much more in line with these spaghetti Westerns, which are a lot darker um and a lot more morally ambiguous sort of the, the blending of a western and a noir yep and i guess i never realized that this was like the spaghetti westerns are probably responsible for partially that turning point in perception of the western mm-hmm. to america yeah yeah it's definitely i mean it's cool in that regard and I feel like coming at this from someone who 
Have you seen you know, a lot of spaghetti westerns before? No, I've seen none, but I've obviously seen a lot of Tarantino and like enjoyed Tarantino, and he takes a lot from spaghetti westerns. It was cool to see like that source material, you know. Does he t- like what? I guess Hateful Eight is a spaghetti western ish. And Inglorious Bastards. And in- I mean that the opening scene to this film has stuff that's. Tarantino uses in the opening scene of Inglorious Bastards. Like, when she's running out the door. Yeah. Yeah. That's, like, a shot that definitely, I think, he had this in mind. So, yeah. But I think what I missed was the, like, also fast-pacedness of Tarantino stuff. You know, it's like, there's short, there's lengthy scenes where there's a lot of staring and then there's short like cuts to the point stuff and this film was all just lengthy scenes to me i mean i think it's it's supposed to emphasize like you know the barrenness of the west and you know sparseness and i think it was somewhat intentional to feel like a long movie but Again, that doesn't necessarily make it a pleasant viewing experience. <laughs> I wouldn't describe this movie as unpleasant. Um, no, neither would I. Yeah, this is this is no Enter the Void. <laughs> this, God, this, no. this movie, it's it's a good movie. Like the shots are not, the the it's very well shot too. Um, yep. The color is a little annoying, but I feel like that maybe is just the times. The what? The color. I mean, it's just all. It feels very flat. Like it's all the same tone. I watched. And I, like I don't. Different. I watched it on Netflix, and it sort of mentioned that it was remastered originally. I mean, oh. yeah, colors have looked different depending on how the film technology captures it. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I didn't mind that so much, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, I don't know. Um, the act. What do you think of the acting in this movie? Well. <laughs> The only female character doesn't actually speak. Like, her voice is not heard. Because I'm pretty sure she was dubbed, right? Maybe. There was is, there is one scene in the beginning where it looked like someone was dubbing her, and then I tried to watch the mouths for the rest of the movie, and it didn't really seem that noticeable to me. Okay. I feel like, yeah, that scene at the beginning made me think that she was dubbed. But hold on, now i got to find out for sure, because I don't want to tell people the wrong thing. Maybe it was just a mishap in that first. I mean, it's entirely possible, right? This is a foreign film. Yeah. What did you think? Well, yeah, she's foreign. She's an Italian actor. What did you think of the acting? It was fine. It. None of the characters really captured me. Um, none of the. None of it was egregious either. Yeah. It was somewhat unnotable. Yeah. Okay. The music I quite enjoyed, too. Yeah, definitely. I agree. It's Ennio Marconi. Enrico Marconi. (coughs) Enrico? Is that what it is? He's Italian, right? Yeah, it's Ennio, though. Ennio, oh. I don't know how I get it. Because Enrico makes more sense, but his name is Ennio. Okay, 
wait, here's a little trivia. I'm trying to find if Claudia was, Claudia Cardinale is the actress who plays the main female character. The yeah, only you're right. In the, uh, yeah. Murakone. Um, and so she, I guess, here's a little tidbit. Um, Sergio Leone, the writer, director of the film, said that, oh, never mind. Oh, okay. No, I'm not going to read this. This is weird. Anyway, b- before <laughs> before this podcast turns into Arissa debates whether or not to read things on the internet. <laughs> um, I think like the this I think they they reuse part of the soundtrack in Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, what? That's what it set up <laughs> the internet. And there, like there is like the, there is one motif that um sounded super familiar. And I think it's from when they're in like the cities in Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. Did did you not get the sense listening to it that like the theme had been reused? No. No, not at all. Have you seen the Pirates of the Caribbean movies? Yeah. I'm, all I'm thinking is the like, oh no, I'm singing the Game of Thrones thing in my head now. That's not correct. I mean, it's it's not that. Dun, 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 that's oh, not it. Yeah, yeah. That's it's the like, um, God, let me remember what it, the theme is. But it's kind of like bouncy. Okay. Oh, is that? And that's like the kind of upbeat theme in this film, right? Yeah. Like when he's when uh, when one of them is dying, I'm not going to say who, but someone dies. A couple people die. Actually, many people die. <laughs> I don't know what oh, else. There's a yeah. There's a dun 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 clap 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 clap. That was very familiar. Okay. I think they reuse that in Pirates of the Caribbean. Possible. But I might be wrong. It might be some other movie I've seen. But yeah, I mean, the music was phenomenal. Yeah. Cinematography, phenomenal. Agreed. Acting, okay. A- acting, you know, reasonable. Okay. Um, yeah. The script, uh, serviceable, but not... It, it's much slower paced than we're used to as millennials. Yeah. Who watch things on t- on on phones apparently computers and phones <laughs> as opposed to you know my whatever twenty four inch TV or whatever. <laughs> but I'm glad I watched it. I mean, like, yeah, it's not bad. It's but there's just not a lot to say about it. I don't know. It's sparse. It's empty. It's sparse, but it it also so for me a film is good. For it can be good in a number of ways. It can be entertaining, as in it can attract me to it and make me forget about my life, which sounds depressing, but whatever. Or it can make me think so that, like, after I finish the film, I'm thinking about the ways in which the film worked, you know, and what it was trying to say. And I feel like this film... I feel like it didn't really do either. Like, it it was entertaining at times, definitely, but I think I watched it just more as like an academic 
process, you know, as like this is a part of film history. I mean, I, I think it'd be more, it would be interesting to watch the other Sergio Leone films and then pick yeah. one that like the best one. But of course, that process, based on watching this movie, would probably take like twelve hours <laughs> and be very slow. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I, th- I think this, the, it was, yeah, it was, it was interesting. Um, it is not, you know, the, the, gr- it, like, it's, it's an interesting time capsule of a movie and there might be better time capsules, um, to watch, but yeah, yeah, it's not. I don't think it's, you know, a monumental filmmaking achievement. But no. I I don't think it's necessarily aged poorly, I guess, except with, you know, me and Arissa's fast-paced uh, <laughs> um, uh, sensibilities now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It also could be because I've started watching this show called Into the Badlands, and it's like got a lot of action in it and then coming here to watch this film and it was like subdued, you know, into the badlands is like, has Western themes, right? And it, it, yeah, it's not like super Western, but it's like definitely is influenced by Westerns and martial arts stuff. And it's post-apocalyptic, but like, so it's genre bending, but I think just going from that and like a bunch of like kick-ass female characters that beat people up and then coming here where it's just some dudes shooting guns, staring at each other. And then the woman's like, what am I doing? Representation of women in this movie. (laughs) This does not get Arissa's stamp of approval. At one point, this really just ground my gears. At one point, um, she's talking with, the guy who's trying to kill her, I think? No. Or the guy who's trying to take her to be killed? Whatever. She's talking to some guy. And she's like, what, do you want to just take me here? Like, as in, rape her. And then, yeah, whatever, have all your guys come in, too. It's not like a woman ever died from that. And I was like, literally, a man wrote this because women die from gang rapes all the time. Like, who could write that today? You couldn't write that today. So... That kind of ticked me off a little bit and maybe made me less receptive to this film. But, like, you can't say that. That's totally objectively false. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, uh, you don't need to respond to that. I'm just putting that out there for the listeners. That is a line of dialogue in this film. So what would you give it? I'd give it a three, I think. Um, it's it's fine. It's it's a reasonable movie. I wouldn't necessarily recommend watching it, but I think if you do, you'll get what you expect. And if you made the choice to watch it, yeah, you won't be disappointed. Mm-hmm. It is three hours. Yeah. Um, and it is, you know, kind of sparse, but... It's a long three hours. Yeah, it's three hours. It's a long three hours. Um, but, yeah, you might have a good time. 
if you like westerns, you'll like this. I mean, if you like spaghetti westerns, you'd like this, but you've probably already seen it if you've watched enough spaghetti westerns to decide that you do like spaghetti westerns. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, te- technically fine. Not particularly... Um, it, it's not gonna... It's not the movie... It's it, This will never be the movie that makes you want to make movies, but... It yeah. might be the movie that you like watching one afternoon, one Sunday yeah. afternoon. <laughs> Yeah, while doing some lighthouse cleaning or something in the background. <laughs> it's a good movie for your, like, you know, when I'm 60 years from now, when I'm, uh, will I be alive? Hopefully. 60 years from now, you know, this movie comes on TV while I'm at my, my, grand, I'm visiting my grandkids. I put it on and fall asleep, you know. <laughs> this is what I envision this movie being. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the, and for that, it's it's excellent. <laughs> but I don't envision many other scenarios where I watch this movie again. <laughs> yeah, same. Um, yeah, I'd probably only watch it again if... Of course, in that scenario, it'd know. probably be in 4D or something. Yeah, I was about to say, it's like virtual reality. You are harmonic. <laughs> Anyway, um, um, yes, you would I, watch it if Quentin Tarantino was was curating it. Yeah, if he personally invited me to his what is it, what millimeter, thirty five millimeter print screening of it. Maybe seventy millimeter, isn't that? Or seventy? Yeah, you're right. 70, I don't know. Some amount of millimeter. millimeter if, it, if, <laughs> if it was in film, yeah, that'd be another opportunity where it might be worth. I, I still probably wouldn't see it actually. If well, I might. That's why I'd only see it if it was literally Quentin if it was in film inviting me from to see Quentin Tarantino, it. <laughs> yeah. and then that's just because you know you would watch the movie to meet Quentin Tarantino, not exactly. to watch it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, and to hear his thoughts on it. I mean, I value hearing discussion about. I I definitely would value hearing discussion. What about if What if it was just a commentary track with Quentin Tarantino no, commentary? No, 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 no. no, no. It's no. got to be live Quentin Tarantino it's commentary. Be live. live. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, I would give it a three as well for the same reasons you said. I feel like it's stylistically it's very gorgeous, but um, it great doesn't. Great music. And great, great music. Cinema, great cinematography. Yeah, but it doesn't hit me in the uh, you know in the brain. What am I trying to say? I'm a little sick, so I'm like recovering from a cold and totally. It's not that intellectually stimulating. It, yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not that, and it's kind of three hours of men staring at each other. I'll pass. <laughs> now, if they re- what if they made, like, an all-women remake? Oh, I totally watched that! What are you talking about? Of course, of course. <laughs> Even if it was shot for shot, so it was still three hours. <laughs> also, if they made a remake with Kurt Russell... Shirtless, I would probably. <laughs> if all the characters were Kurt Russell shirtless, <laughs> then Arissa would watch that in an instant. In an instant. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely missing shirtless men and more badass female characters. That's all. Okay, well, matinee, matinee. <laughs> manatee, manatee. Have a nice day. Bye.